Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast. Joining me today are our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce. We've also got Neil Jones. Excuse you, James. Thank you. We've all, no, I don't want to start again. And we've also got uh, Neil Jones here, Echo writer Hello. extraordinaire. Also He's also ill. Not 111, as the old joke would be. James, we'll start with you. We're obviously building up now to the hectic, festive schedule, but... You know, for some reason, it doesn't seem to be quite as busy as normal this year. Only three games, normally there's four. Yeah, I think, you know, the good, the good news is that Liverpool go into it, I think, pretty well rested after, you know, a bruising contest at Goodison. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, a decent gap between between the, the derby and then you know, what will be a, a, a gruelling six days, three games in in that period, and it will really test the depth of Klopp's squad. And I think that was why it was, you know, so... You know, uh, you know, boost to everyone to see Sturridge and Cham back in that squad the other night at Goodison because uh, the squad has looked pretty thin in the last few weeks, and you know, there's no way you can get through those three games in six days with the same eleven or twelve players. It's it's going to have to be a real squad effort. I mean, Neil, you were at Goodison uh, on Monday. The first t- time we've had to have you on the pod since then. I mean, it's been a few days since then. What are your reflections on it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was an exciting end to a very unexciting game. I thought it was, you know, that was the only way there was going to be any drama in in the game from the way it panned out. I thought it was it was a deserved win for Liverpool. I thought it was one of those games where the longer it went on, the more I felt Liverpool were going to get one. And when you see eight minutes go up on the board for for uh, stoppage time, it does. Even perversely, if you said after 82 minutes, there's eight minutes left in the game, you wouldn't sort of have that boost because it's because the ball goes up and you see it, it, it feels like that. And I think Liverpool, uh, Liverpool got a lift from that. And I wasn't that surprised when they found the way through, uh, even if the manner was a little bit scrappy. But like James said, it was it was a massive boost. It was a, a result they needed. It was also a performance that they needed as well. They kept a clean sheet away from home, and you know. At a, team that was going to give them problems, it was always going to go at them and I think if you'd have said seven points from West Ham, Middlesbrough and Everton, I think a lot of people would have taken that, maybe not in the manner that they came. I mean James, again you've had a couple of days to, to look back at the game, <coughs> what, what's perhaps the one thing that, that Liverpool can take from it more than anything else? I think just the manner of the win, the fact that they hung in there and you know, it's been one, one complaint uh, has been that they, they don't Grind out enough scruffy wins, and that you know that you know whether they, they drop points when they're when they're not at their best, and obviously that happened down at Bournemouth quite spectacularly, and it happened home to to West Ham. But yeah, the big thing the other night was the fact that on a night where they you know they they, they weren't great, they just they they hung in there, they were resilient, and you know they never gave up, and uh, you know I think that was that was a big plus because you know we've seen. Seen Chelsea are, are doing it relentlessly at the moment, aren't they? You know, they, they're not they're not smashing teams, but they're grinding out, you know, important wins by the odd goal. And you know, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna stay in the title race, that that is absolutely huge. James, I've just had a, a note passed to me from my assistant. It says that perhaps that was Liverpool's first one nil win. Three years, wasn't it? Was Three years. Yeah, I, I didn't realise it was that long. Yeah, I think it was around this time last year. Who was at Anfield when they won one nil with a penalty from Milner? Swansea. Swansea. That was his. Yeah. first home win, was it? Was that? I think that was Klopp's first home Premier yeah. League win. Sure, it was last yeah, December. Yeah. Anyway, it was. Yeah. yeah, it's a long, it's a long time because. You know, oh, actually, it might be. It would be Sunderland, wouldn't it? When Benteke scored the win. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you know, just it's just 
not very club like is it a one 0 win because you know you you associate the, the brand of football he's he's brought in as you know being quite high risk in many ways and and obviously Liverpool I think Liverpool have scored more goals in this calendar year than anyone else in the Premier League but you know they have they've they've leaked quite a few at the same time because you know that is that's 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 the way he approaches games but I, you know I think you have to have another side to you as well and you know I think at Middlesbrough and against Everton you know we we've seen that just to add a little bit of colour to this pod at the moment James Pearce currently has some glitter on his face and every time he talks it's a little bit of shine from him there he always makes an effort for the blood red podcast he does doesn't he yeah whereas we, we it becomes a, a video cast <laughs> yeah that's the thing yeah he'll have to you'll have to have a shave there as well I know yeah full makeup um, a couple of other things perhaps to talk after the game. One was, um, well, in fact, not even to do with the, the derby. It's today, Mark Hughes has spoken, and he said that Liverpool have more attacking options than any other team. <coughs> well, what, what he actually said was, there's no other team that's got yeah, more attacking options that, yeah. than Liverpool have. And just going back to what James was saying about the squad and needing the kind of, you know, those kind of options, is this where it's really going to be tested? Because, you know, Liverpool yeah. have clearly shown that they can score goals no matter who they've got out on the, on the pitch at the moment. Yeah, definitely. You know, the interesting thing over the next 10 days is the rest of the players. And you'd have to think between Man City and Sunderland, there's going to be there's got to be some changes in that lineup. You go, Klopp must be looking and thinking, could he pick nine of the same 11 to start, potentially do 90 minutes in both games? I don't I don't think he can do that. Imagine Raymond De Gea if he, if he does that. You know, <laughs> he'll be he'll be straight up. Won't he? The, the, the egg, signal the will go egg up. will be scrambled. His <laughs> eggs will certainly be scrambled. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's got to he's got to utilise them. I think that's what he was referring to potentially when he talked about the young players getting their chance. And I think you, you maybe see Trent Arnold uh, against Sunderland or Ben Woodburn perhaps against Sunderland or Villarreal. Um, but it's nice, isn't it, that you've got three such highly rated, gifted players who are sort of the fringe players of the squad, the ones that you're going to use as a, as a sort of, you know, as a last resort, if you like. They're still very good players. So I'm pretty sure it was the Stoke game at home last season when Shea Ojo yeah. did the crossing first. Yeah. Sturridge to score. Like Shaqiri, didn't he? Yeah, well, it's a shame really that this would have been a chance for him to, it would have been ready-made for him to come in and play a few games that he just ended up getting injured. I know he's on his way back and he, I think he's back training, is he James? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, been playing. Playing. yeah. yeah he's been playing for the under-23s and he scored then against Arsenal. I scored. Yeah, I watched him against Arsenal. Is he ne- is he near then to getting on the bench for the first team? I, I don't think he'd be too far away. He might he might need a bit <coughs> not big on a lot of training. His need wants he likes like a base yeah um, amount of sessions before they sort of get considered. But he looks he looks like a he looked like the first team of playing for the under twenty threes. I saw him and Joe Gomez both played. And you're right. You know I actually made this point in a, in a we did a debate piece not so long ago where I said. How much would Liverpool have to spend to, to get a better player than Shea Ojo in January? And I think I stand by that comment because I think he's he's a real talent. He's got he's got some weaknesses in his game. Um, James and I we had some quotes from Mike Garrity who's saying that staff at Melbourne are telling him all the time that he needs to he needs to basically knock the ball and run. You know, use his physicality and his pace a bit more than he does. He maybe takes too many touches or tries to be a bit overcomplicated. But he's only a, he's only a young lad, he's 19 still, isn't he, Ojo? Yeah. So. He's still, he's still got loads to come and you know, real, another exciting prospect. James, there's been a few other bits and bobs this week. One of them, piece you wrote about uh, Joel Matip and uh, his availability throughout January. 
you don't think that uh, Liverpool are going to face any kind of censure because of the, uh, the fact he doesn't want to play for Cameroon in the African Cup of Nations? No, I don't think so. I mean, it was you know, I think it was the Cameroon Football Federation put out quite a, a strongly worded statement, basically having a pop at the the seven players I think uh, across Europe who who turned down the chance to play for them at the Africa Cup of Nations, and obviously Matip was one of them. And you know they said they um, you know they, they reserved the right to to take any action that they can through the through the, the FIFA uh, procedures. But um, you know which then you know obviously I think alarm bells were ringing. You know could that mean that FIFA say that Matip can't play for Liverpool for the duration of the tournament because he doesn't want to play for Cameroon? But no, the way I understand it is, you know, that it's highly unlikely that there'll be any repercussions for Liverpool. I mean, it's a bizarre one because you know Matip hasn't. It's not as if he's just suddenly turned around and gone. Now you're all right. I don't fancy it. You know, it's it's well over a year since he last played for them. He's gone on record numerous times. Even the manager Hugo Bruyne has come out previously months and months ago and said, you know, basically Matip won't pick up the phone. And then I think when he eventually spoke to me, he said, you know, it's it was so unprofessional the, the setup when you know. I, 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 I can't be bothered travelling halfway around the world to to play, and, and I think you know, he's not. He wasn't born in in Cameroon, was he? You know, it's, I think it's through his father's side, and it's a very different situation to someone like Sadio Mane, who obviously grew up in the south of Senegal, and you know, playing for his country means means an awful lot to him. Um, you know, I think Matip probably thinks. I think he's played at two World Cups. You know, he's probably thinking, you know, do, do I really need that hassle? And you know, he's no, I, I, you know, I don't. I don't think there'll be any issues. For, for Liverpool there, um, you could just, you could, surely you could just retire from international duty. Yeah, and yeah. Say that you can't call me because I'm retired. Yeah, I think you know, the, I think the, the, the FIFA rules are a bit strange because it, it does effectively say that you, you you can't just say no to your country. Um, but, but but you know, so I hope think for you, James. So, yes, you, yeah. yeah. Come on in, up and run, James. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've looked at the family tree. The um, but no, I, I it's the, the the bottom line is. He's, he's not been part of that setup for so long. You know, anyone with half a brain would have worked out months and months ago that he had no interest in being part of that tournament. You know, I think the biggest concern at the moment is getting him back fit. Um, obviously, Klopp said he hoped he'd have him back available for the Stoke game, but you just wonder, how, you know, having seen how well Clavin and Lovren did the other night, whether Klopp might just think, Do you know what, there's there's no point rushing it. You know, maybe give him another few days off. Neil, um, Matty picked up one or two injuries already in his Liverpool career. Yeah. Are you slightly concerned that he may be one of these players that does pick up the old yeah. the old knock, especially given the position he's playing in? Yeah, I think I think of a certain players in that position and if you're pacey and you play centre back, if you've got speed and you've he's not particularly sort of he's a bit wiry, isn't he, Matty, rather than being sort of, you know, sheer muscle, I, I think you are gonna pick up injury. I think back to Jonathan Woodgate when he, he, he used to play and I think I heard a quote from Craig Bellamy about Jonathan Woodgate, and he said he was too quick for his body. And I think I, you always will have a concern about someone who, who plays in a, a position that's physically combative, but maybe doesn't doesn't play in a physical way. You know, he's more sort of about athleticism and, and, and stretching and, and you know reading the game. So yeah, but he came with this problem, this ankle screws in his ankle he had in the, in the summer. It is a bit worrying that it's it's an ankle issue at the moment, but. As James said, I don't think I don't think Liverpool need to take any unnecessary risk. I think they could put all their eggs into the Manchester City basket with Matip and, and have him as a as a bench option against Stoke if needed, and, and then let him let him loose on New Year's Eve if you like. James, one player who will be going to the African Cup of Nations is Sadio Mane, and you know recently 
there was a spell for about two or three weeks where we did think, oh, perhaps he's gone over the hill in terms of his performance. <laughs> over not over the hill, but you know, he's, 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 finished. Roll, he's rolling down it before he rolls back up it. Um, but he's again, it's like we were at Bournemouth and he didn't have a particularly great game, but he managed to score and have a hand in another goal. Same thing against Sunderland the, yeah. the, couple, the previous week. He won the penalty. And then he's, he's not one in against Everton. He's somebody that, there was a statistic doing the rounds, I think it was yesterday, that when he's on the pitch, he makes more difference in terms of the points that Liverpool win, or goal difference, I think it is, than any other player that Liverpool have at the moment this season. That underlines just how important he's been already. It does, yeah. He's, you know, he's been an absolute revelation, and uh, he's going he's gonna to leave a big void when he goes away in, in January. I think the Sunderland game on January the 2nd will be his last one. I was looking at it, and I think it's... I think it's up to eight matches if Liverpool get through in the third round of the FA Cup, which obviously you'd expect them to. <clears throat> It'll be eight, eight games across three competitions that you'll miss. And he has, he, he's, been a, he's been an amazing addition to the squad. I think you know, you're so used to, you know, I think you, you look at who else Liverpool have paid that kind of money for. You know, the only two over that £30 million mark are Andy Carroll and Ben Teke, who never, ever came close to, to justifying that investment. But I think Mane... Already looks every inch a thirty million pound footballer, um, and you know, I, I don't think you could be any more impressed by just how quickly he settled at the club. I think Klopp spoke about it last week, where you know he was asked, you know, why do you think he has been able to make such a, a, a big impression so quickly? Because we've been used to you know new signings being shocked by the kind of pressure and expectation of being a Liverpool player, and you know, and he, he said, you know, so much of it is down to his, his character uh, and, you know, the way he's just embraced everything about the club and his desire to learn and improve. And he said, and also, you know, his, his teammates, the way they welcomed him into the fold. Because um, Mane's a hugely popular figure at, at Melwood. Um, you know, very humble, hard-working, you, know, you know, full of positivity. Um, and, yeah, he's, you know, it, was, it was a brilliant moment for him the other night. And, you know, although obviously Sturridge makes makes the goal, um, you know, he, he's made, made, the diff, made something out of nothing. You know, Mane's anticipation, um, and it wasn't a, you know, a one-off, was it? I think there was, there was a chance earlier in the second half where I think it was a Firmino flick where it was like a, a 90-10 against him, and he's, you know, he's ended up probably missing out by about two and a half inches when Baines has clattered into Steckenberg. So, yeah, quick, strong, powerful, intelligent, scores goals, creates them. He's been he's been a big part of this title challenge, and Liverpool just have to make sure that they can maintain it without him. Neil uh, James mentions then Sadio Mane's character, and obviously there was a Liverpool manager recently who made a big deal <laughs> of certainly of the word character. But you think that's something that perhaps people don't take into consideration because at this level it tends to be that a lot of the players of we know they're very good. A lot of them are very good, but it's about using your brain, you know, being able to actually go out onto the pitch yeah. and. You know, transmit it into the way that you're actually playing the game with the people around you. Yeah, I know it, it also matters what the manager's doing and, and, and how the manager taps into that psyche and that personality and that character. And the guy you were referring to, obviously, at the start, Brendan Rodgers, he managed to do it for, yeah, for a season. He managed to get certain players, and you think back to you know, John Flanagan, you think back to Joe Allen, Jordan Henderson emerged at that time, Raheem Sterling. He had those players working the right way every every day, so that when it came to, to match day, they were they were able to do things that maybe they they hadn't been able to do in the past. And I think you see that now with with Klopp and, and certain players, you know, different names, but but the same sort of style. And if, if you think 
if Liverpool were to win something this season, I, I, I often think, you know, what would you, what would be sort of a, where would stories come from after that? You know, you'd look, and I think this team would be one of the most written off teams individually and collectively to have want to have done something. You know, you think back to some of the players who'd be like Mignolet, say, say Mignolet wins something this season, say Jordan Henderson wins something this season, Emery Chan. Lovren. Lovren. You know, um, Moreno, say Milner even, to Lucas. a degree, you know, Daniel Lucas. Sturridge. These players have all, <coughs> there's been a debate, wherever it may be, that they're not good enough or that they should be sold or that they shouldn't be part of Liverpool's future. They shouldn't, you know, it's time to cut them loose. And look where they are. This, this, you know, oh, OK, Chelsea are sticking a, a spanner in the works at Christmas, you know, but at the same time, Liverpool are, are only behind a Chelsea team that's had to win 11 games in a row to get there. So I don't think I don't think there's any, any reason to be negative about Liverpool. And I think it's uh, it's a very a very good reflection on the work that the manager's done and the, the way that the players have responded to the manager. Now, James, you've written a story today on Liverpool and Julian Draxler. Uh, I mean, what is the tale there? What is the tale? <laughs> Come on, tell us. <laughs> tell, us tell us. What's going on? Um, well, I think it's well, docu- well documented that Klopp is keen to bring in a t- an attacker in January. Um, you know, obviously losing Mane, coupled with the loss of Ings for the season due to injury, then you throw into the mix, obviously, Sturridge's injury issues. Um, yeah, and I think that obviously Draxler is a player that interests him. Um, he's a World Cup winner. Uh, but, you know, at, at this stage, you know, I'm led to believe that it's, it's, it's unlikely at the moment that that is a deal that will happen. I think uh, Liverpool Liverpool believe that PSG are the, are the, are the front runners. Um, you know, I think... Wolfsburg are holding out for thirty-five million pound for him. I think they paid thirty million for him about eighteen months ago. Um, so, and you know, I think obviously Arsenal have been mentioned as uh, uh, you know. I think that there's certainly interest there as well. Um, but you know, I think at this stage, it's one that they're just keeping an eye on. I think if if if, if Draxler doesn't this decides he doesn't want to go to PSG, um, then I think it then becomes a a possibility, but at the moment, you know, I think I think PSG are probably the only club keen on him who are prepared to meet the asking price. Do you think, though, that Liverpool need to sign somebody, an attacking midfielder, in January? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think I don't think because they're in such a, a fantastic position at the moment, and I don't think you can risk frittering that away by by suddenly finding yourself in a position like they were a couple of weeks ago, where they're the squad was suddenly looking so thin. I mean, you know, obviously we all hope that that Sturridge will now stay fit and be a key part of the, the title challenge in the second half of the season. But, you know, the last two and a half years just underlines you you can't bank on that. Um, obviously, you know, Firmino, you know, is, is very reliable in terms of, you know, very, you know, he's, he, he stays fit and makes a contribution. But, you know, I think, you know, you'd be slightly worried about you know, the, the workload on him, if, if he's playing every single game, week in, week out, over the course of the season, obviously Coutinho to come back, but we don't know how long it's going to take Coutinho to get back to the level he was at before the injury. So, yeah, I think, I think they've got to dip into, that, into the market in, in January. And, you know, I know, you know Klopp, Klopp is never going to... I don't think he likes the idea of a short-term fix. I don't think... I don't think he'll be looking for someone who could just do a job from Stephen Corker. So yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll be back in January. <laughs> yeah. well, he did play up front, didn't he, in his he first did? couple yeah. of games? I think I think he got a goal. He, he made the difference yeah. against Norwich. But um, so I think I think that probably makes it a little bit awkward. The fact that he he'll want someone 
who, who fits the long-term plan as well. But, you know, I, I don't think... It, it, I, I, I just think it would be crazy not to bring someone in in January because, you know, it's, it's such a fantastic opportunity. Liverpool find, <coughs> find themselves in. And, you know, you've got to make sure you're well-equipped for the months ahead. Neil... I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with what James has said there, that Liverpool do need to... I'm sure he will. He will do, because you're speaking complete sense. Yeah. You're making more sense. Uh, but the type of player Liverpool can now bring in in January, what has happened in the last four months, that's made it far easier for them to bring in better players, because these players will look at Liverpool now and go, oh, I could be joining a team that could win the league, and I'm joining a team who, let's say, touch wood, is going to be in the Champions League next season, if everything, you know, if they yeah. keep this form up. Possible. But they could also look and say, how do we get in? You know, they, you, you're talking about Draxler, for example, you know, albeit an aspirational target, if you like. Does Draxler get into Liverpool's team if everyone's fit? I think we've had this before, though, haven't mm-hmm. we? Because Liverpool's the, team now, Coutinho's not in it. Because he's injured. Yeah, and if he well, comes he does, in, Coutinho he, does get in Liverpool's just, team yeah, yeah. if everyone's fit. I don't, I don't, I'm not entirely sure that Draxler does. He, he may do, you know... You do a little bit of, you know, rejig, but that's that's what you're at. You know, you're at Liverpool. It's the, it's the risk and, and reward thing. If Liverpool spend forty million on a player and then this expected or, or feared injury crisis doesn't happen, then you've got forty million pounds on a player who maybe come the summer is unhappy because he hasn't been playing. So it's got to be it's got to be the right player. It's got to be a long term thing. It's got it, it can't it can't be someone who's just available so we so you get him because. I don't think that does the club any any favours in the in the long term, or even the short term perhaps, because we've seen that it'll take it could take a player coming from coming from abroad a while to settle into you know a new training regime. Draxler will be coming at a time when he's probably anticipating six weeks off with the Bundesliga. You know, not, oh, I've got to fix it till sort of the back end of January, so there will be an adaptation period. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have that with a a player from the Premier League, but despite the links with Wilf Sahar, I don't think that is. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's yeah. one that Liverpool uh, Joe, should be going uh, Joe, down. Uh, any, Joe Hart, James. Yeah, I I don't see that remotely happening. I think I think that's someone desperately trying to drum up interest in Joe Hart. I think it was. It came up last summer, didn't it? Who could that be? Interest in Joe Hart. Yeah, would he, I mean, would he, like a financial. Would he have an agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's weird, isn't it, the way this happens. But it was, you know, I think there was. You know, a lot of whispers going on towards the end of the, the summer window. It was just a bizarre one because I just think <coughs> anyone with half a brain would look at it and yeah. think, you know, Liverpool have just bought Loris Carriers. They've just given Simon Minion a new long-term contract. They've obviously just signed Alex Meninga. I mean, how many goalies are they gonna? How many goalies are they gonna have for a season when they're not even in Europe? Um, and you know, that that situation hasn't changed. I would be absolutely amazed if Joe Hart became a Liverpool player. Klopp. You know, he may have he may have dropped Loris Carriers, but you know he he still believes in him in terms of the long term. He certainly hasn't written off Simon Mignolet. You know, I think Alex Meninga probably will move on at the end of this season. <laughs> um, if he can that's move, an, that's if he literally can move, yeah, is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Average Joe Hart as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and, and, and on an absolute fortune of money. Yeah. Was it on a twenty thousand yeah. a week? Yeah. So you know, I don't think, I don't even think he's an upgrade on what Liverpool have got already. And he would cost an absolute fortune. It just makes n- no sense on any front. And you know, 
Joe Hart will not join you Liverpool. You can do without that, that kind of scalp as well in, in the dressing room. You don't want a flaky scalp. Emray and Jordan don't need yeah. to be looking at that. No. With their, their lustrous hair. What, what, what's hair? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Anyway, <coughs> uh, looking ahead to the game, which is next Tuesday. What's the point of doing a press conference today? Because think, the whole world uh, can change in the next, next I, five I, days. I, yeah, I think... Probably wants to have Christmas, not to speak to the press. It's good for us. It's good for us. Like anyway, yeah. Mark Hughes has mentioned that he was surprised that Liverpool allowed Joe, uh, Joe Allen to leave in, in the summer. And he also said that speaking to some Liverpool fans that he knows that they were surprised as well. Now, James, th- there were a lot of people, of players, sorry, who left in the summer. And when you look at it, it's a surprising amount. Do you Record. feel like? Do you feel as though, bearing in mind Joe Allen is one of them, does any that perhaps Liverpool perhaps wish they should have? Would have kept if ideally. No, no. I think I don't. I don't think. Not, not at all. Not even the the, the youngsters like Tashira and Canos and anyone like that. Not particularly. No, no. I think with, with Joe Allen, I thought it was a it was a deal that just made sense for everyone. I thought I think he only had a year left on his contract. He was on he was on you know decent money without being one of the absolute top earners, and he wasn't starting every week. You know, I think it wasn't just that Liverpool. It wasn't just that Klopp said I don't fancy him. I think, I think he did quite like Joe Allen. He just didn't see him having enough of the attributes that he wanted in a centre midfielder. Um, and Joe Allen wanted, wanted to, you know, he wanted uh, promises about playing time. So it was just one of those ones that, that, that suited everyone. Liverpool got decent money for him, ne- nearly got back what they paid Swansea for him. They got, what, four years decent service out of him. You know, Joe Allen will get a great reception at Anfield. He deserves that because... You know, he's never said a bad word about the place. Always gave everything. Really, really lovely fella, and a, and a very technically technically gifted player. But um, I, I don't I don't look at Liverpool's midfield now and, and think if only we had Joe Allen there. I just think it was you know he, it was it was the right time for everyone to move on. Same question to you, Neil. Referring to Joe Allen, but also all of the others, including, uh, I think we spoke about this earlier, Lazar Markovic as well, whether you think he yeah, I, would have been retained, given the fact he's not even playing for yeah, the sport at the moment. Again, like James, I don't think Liverpool are looking thinking, oh, drop one there, letting Lazar Markovic go. I, I just thought, the Lazar Markovic thing, full stop, it's just a, it's just crackers, isn't it? You know, <laughs> the whole, from, from start to finish, it's been, it's been weird, you know. You think back to that lad, in 2014, He's got the world, hasn't he? There, Lazar Markovic. You know, he's he's this flying at Benfica, got to the uh, final of the Europa League, albeit he was suspended. You know, he's he's the star man. Twenty million pound move. At some point, he ends up playing left wing back. He kept, well, when he came in at Liverpool, yeah. he did he did his press conference and he mentioned that he wanted to be. He was confident he could become one of the, the best players in the, the best Premier League. In the world. Yeah, I mean, you know, and fair fair play to him for, for for saying something like that. But then he, play, he plays left wing. You know. Gets hauled off in an FA Cup semi-final at half-time and never, never to be seen again. If, you know, other than in a, a pre-season friendly or two in this summer, I, I just there's, there's more. There's got to be more to that deal than, than meets the eye because I don't understand why Liverpool would pay that much money and then not make more of an effort to integrate him and to try and sell him if if you couldn't do that because to loan him out for two years just it's just it's baffling and. Obviously, both his loan spells have been pretty um, <coughs> underwhelming, shall we say. We can say that. We shall now finish with a final question for the pair of us. Um, Santa's going to empty his sack on Christmas Day. And James, what Christmas present would you like as a Liverpool fan? Ooh, 
Um, three points. Don't say, say three, three points. points. What was I like as a Liverpool fan? What on? The, you mean from the Stoke game? No, I'm just talk, talking generally. Generally. Well, well, <laughs> the, the title. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, be, I'll happily wait. <laughs> if it means that, then I'll wait five months for a Christmas present because I've waited. 20, it would be 27 years, 27 so years, yeah. I can, uh, yeah, another five months wouldn't, wouldn't hurt. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't mind going empty-handed this Christmas. Neil, same question to you. Um, I don't want the title. That's, that's, you being that, that too greedy? Yeah, he, that's he, he, wants, he, wants, he wants his players to be greedy, yeah. but you, that's very greedy. You just want a couple of oranges and a bag of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Just another few months of, of health, really, would be good. You know, I'd be happy with that. Um, I don't ask for much, really, just to get through to the summer, really. Any, anything Liverpool-related, Liverpool should related. I say? Um, I'd like to. I'd, I'd like. To, I'd like a few weeks without scapegoating of players. That's what I'd like. I'd like to get to the end of January without. So you're Sam basically, Mignolet or Dejan Lovren or you're basically calling being, for James to have three weeks off in January, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But no, I just like I'd like it to just be serene. I'd like it to just be people to just get along for a few weeks and not not be talking about you know he's gonna cost us the title or cost cost us the you know the FA Cup or the League Cup. So just just a bit of nice behaviour. Well, goodwill to all men. That's Indeed, it. Yes, that's exactly. And, and, and that's if only there was a phrase. <laughs> yeah. I think we shall call it a day there. Um, and it's only left for us to wish everybody who listens all our blood red. Uh, yeah. Podcast listeners, <laughs> there's more than that, James. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Andy's got two phones now. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> three, 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 yeah. <laughs> counts as two separate listens. Um, but just want to wish everybody, I think, James and Neil, I'd like to say a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And, Merry and, Christmas. And all the best.